Today, I want to talk with you once again about how to pray in a crisis. And I'd like to say this morning that if you really listen close, this message could be what I would call a landmark message in your faith. This message could be a life-changing message for your whole Christian life, your whole following Jesus kind of life. I want to talk with you about how to pray in those crises that might hit you. How to pray when you're boxed in by some hardship. How to pray when you look around and you don't see any way out. How to pray when you absolutely need a breakthrough. Because there is a way to pray when you need a breakthrough. A way to pray that will cause your listening and your loving Heavenly Father to intervene and help you. But a breakthrough prayer is different than a normal prayer. I mean, we all pray, God, I need energy. Amen? (laughs) God, I need strength. God, I need caffeine. Anybody with me? All right. We, we We all pray those kind of prayers, and those kind of prayers are okay. How many of you pray the prayer that I pray all the way when I'm trying to get to your Belinda from on the 91 from Corona? God, I need green lights. Anybody with me? God answers that prayer for me. Does he answer it? You know, those prayers are okay. It's okay to say, God, I need a green light. God, I need some caffeine, whatever it is. Those prayers are okay. A normal prayer is that kind of a prayer. But a breakthrough prayer is needed when you've got a crisis that's absolutely uncontrollable. When you've got a crisis and you can do nothing about it. Jesus says this, and maybe you know this verse by memory. Jesus says, anytime, that means anytime you've got a crisis, anytime you ask for anything in prayer, believe that you have received it and you will receive it. You see, your listening and your loving Father wants to meet your needs. He wants to give you the breakthrough that you need in your life. He's a loving Heavenly Father. But Jesus says, when you ask for anything, believe that you have received it. Now, I want us to all read that verse out loud together, and let's all emphasize the word have when we get there. I mean, really say the word have, okay? Here we go. Let's read it together. Anytime you ask for anything in prayer, believe that you have received it, and you will receive it. Now, you might be thinking, but wait a minute. Pastor, are you saying I've got to believe I've got it in order to get it? Yep. Exactly. That's called faith. You've got to believe that you've already got it in order to get it. Another way to say it is this. You've got to believe a thing is so, even though it isn't so, so that it will become so. That's called faith. And to get the breakthrough you need, you need to learn to pray with faith. And I think one of the best examples in Scripture of a breakthrough prayer comes from a a guy called King Jehoshaphat. I can't even get that out this morning. King Jehoshaphat. There we go. From 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And last week, Pastor Matt talked about Jehoshaphat in his crisis. But this week, I want to dive in just a little bit deeper into his crisis. Because we can learn from him how to pray 
and how to receive the breakthrough that we really, really need. Now, when this king of Israel prayed, he was in a big crisis. Three nations decided to team up and take him down. And he was so afraid because he saw these three nations coming at him all at once. And he's thinking, I'm going to get creamed. There's no way out of this. And so he's got a crisis on his hands. And his crisis is bigger than him. One, he can never control. He doesn't have the manpower. He doesn't have the, the army is big. He needs a breakthrough. And so this king begins to pray this breakthrough prayer. And as you'll see, God intervenes in an unbelievable kind of way. So today I want to teach you to pray like King Jehoshaphat so that you can break through any crisis on your way at any time. Let's dive into the story. It begins like this. After this, and I have to stop there and say, after what? Well, after this nation had stopped rebelling against God and they had a nationwide spiritual revival. So that's what this is talking about. So after this spiritual revival, three enemy nations unite to attack King Jehoshaphat. Spies told him a huge combined army is marching to Jerusalem right now to defeat you. Scared and worried, King Jehoshaphat resolved to seek the Lord and announced a nationwide fast. The Bible goes on and says, so everyone came together to fast and pray and seek help from God. And when they all got to the temple in Jerusalem, the king stood up and prayed aloud. He is so scared, he immediately does three things right when his crisis hits. Have you ever had a crisis hit that's so bad you were scared? I mean, down in the pit of your stomach, it flips, you're scared to death. That's him. And what's he do? He does three things right. He prays privately, he prays corporately, and then he stands up and prays publicly. And you and I need to do this same thing when you need a breakthrough. He prayed privately. Instead of panicking, he prayed. He sought the face of the Lord through prayer. Instead of running to the experts for counsel, he prayed. He ran to God. That was the first thing he did. Then he prayed corporately. He called all of his people to come together and pray, and they prayed and asked God for help. And that's because there is power in group prayer. Great power. That's why we call you all together to pray over the prayer requests of this church family at a prayer vigil. That's why we have you turn in your prayer requests so that our staff and elders together can pray over your requests when you turn them in every week. And then he prayed publicly. He prayed out loud and he led the way in saying, nation, we're seeking God. We're turning to our God for help for a breakthrough. And so he stood and he prayed and he led the way. And you can do the same thing in your family. Family, I don't know how we're going to get out of this, but we're going to seek the face of our awesome God. And you stand and you pray before your family. Or you do that in your C group. You lead the way. C groups, we've got a big problem here. Somebody just shared a request. It's huge. But we're going to seek the Lord. And so one of you just stand and you publicly pray. And there's power in that kind of prayer. The Bible says, Jehoshaphat, was afraid, so he set his face to seek the Lord. When you've got a crisis, do the same thing. Seek the Lord privately, 
corporately and publicly. But the question is this as we begin. What is it that you should do when you're praying for a breakthrough? What should you really do if we're talking about a special, different kind of prayer? Well, there's five things. First of all, write this down. First thing you do, you focus on God. Instead of focusing on your crisis, you focus on God Almighty. He's got the power to end your crisis. He alone can end your crisis. And when you focus on God, how do you do that? Well, first of all, write this down. You remember, first of all, his prominence, his greatness. When you start to pray a breakthrough prayer, you start by remembering his greatness. You start by telling God, God, this is who I know you are. This is who the word tells me you are. This is who I've experienced that you are. God, you are great. God, you are all powerful. God, I know this is who you are. And that's how this king started his prayer. Look at this. He says, oh Lord, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over every nation. You are so powerful and mighty and nothing and no one can defeat you. So this king starts off his prayer remembering God's prominence, God's preeminence above all and over all. Next, remember his power when you pray. When you're praying for a breakthrough, take a time to remember his unlimited power. Remember that your God is the God who parted the Red Sea. Remember that your God is the God who quenched the thirst of the Israelites in the desert when they just said, strike a rock, and a rock opened up and spewed forth water. Remember that it's your God who caused manna and bread to fall from the sky to feed his people. Remember when you pray the miracles that your God has done for others in the past and the miracles he's done for you, the times he's healed you, the times he's blessed you, the times he's provided for you. Pray about those things and say, God, I remember when you, my great God, did these things for me. Jehoshaphat started his prayer saying, and God, did you not drive out those who tried to keep us from living here when you brought us back home? Remember things like that. Remember the times that the power of your God showed up to change even formidable circumstances just for you. And tell God, I remember when you did this. I'm not gonna ever forget the time you did that. Next, remember his promises. God has made thousands of promises to us, his people. They're all recorded here in his word for all of his people, including you and me. So remember his promises. And when you're praying, say, God, I've read this in your word. You've made this promise to us. God, I'm reminding you that you've promised to do this. And I'm relying on this promise. And so talk to God about the promises that he's made to you as a follower of his. And then this king started praying and saying, and also, did you not give this promised land to your friend Abraham's descendants to be theirs forever? So he's bringing up the promises. God, this is what you said. This is what you said would happen for us. And I want you to know this morning, God loves to hear that you know his word. God loves that you've been in his word and you remind him, God, this is what you said. He loves to hear you pray that you've read his word and that you're trusting in his word and in his promises. So remind him, God, this is what you've said. So when you're praying a breakthrough prayer, where do you start? You focus on God and you remember and you tell him, God, you are preeminent. 
God, you are powerful. God, you have made these promises that I'm trusting in those. So you focus on him first. Second, write this down. And then you ask God for his help. That's the second thing you do. King Jehoshaphat prayed, our enemies want to destroy us. Will you not stop them from defeating us? Man, he's getting specific. He says, God, this is our crisis. Our enemies are coming. They're gonna destroy us. God, this is our need. Will you not stop them? So first of all, he's very specific and you can be the same thing. And then he prays, Lord, we are powerless against this mighty army that's coming to attack us. We don't know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. And so he's also honest, God, we're powerful, we're powerless. We don't know what to do, we're clueless, God. We're stuck, we're gonna be ambushed. And so he's specific, he's honest, and then he humbly asks God for help. He says, God, and we're looking to you for help. And then notice what he did next. He asked God for help, and this is amazing, and then he waited. He just waited. The Bible says, then all the men of Judah stood before the Lord, waiting with their wives and young children and even babies. So after they asked God for help, they simply stood in God's presence. They simply stood there trusting God alone. They waited on God. Everybody say wow with me. Wow. I can't, I can't believe that. I mean, can you, when you think about that, they didn't run for cover. Nobody ran to get their swords. The armies are marching. The armies are coming to the battlefield. And they just stood there. They just waited on God. When you are praying a breakthrough prayer, ask God for help and then write this down. Wait and listen for his instructions. Wait for God's instructions. Wait for God to talk to you. You've been talking to God. You've been telling God what your crisis is. Now it's God's turn, amen? Give God a turn to talk. Wait on him. But how do you listen? You just wait and you listen. Jesus says, my sheep will know my voice. And if you haven't yet learned God's voice, that means you haven't sat in his presence long enough and waited on him because God wants us to know his voice. God wants us to know when he's speaking to us. And you'll learn to recognize when it's God speaking to you but also then wait and read his word. Listen to his word. Listen to what God is saying to you through his book. So stop looking for some sign. God, give me a sign. Start looking at scripture. Start waiting and listening to his voice. God will speak to you. He wants to lead you. And then as they waited, God said to them, look, look at this. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. I would have been. You, amen. <laughs> Three nations coming against you. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You won't need to fight in this battle. Just take up your position and stand strong. Then wait and watch and you will see the Lord deliver you. He goes on and says, again, do not be afraid or get discouraged before, because the Lord is with you. 
Then the king and everyone else all bowed down on the ground and worshiped God. Now imagine this scene. An entire nation is focusing on God and asking for his help, something our nation should do, amen? And waiting to hear from him. Nobody's running for weapons. They're waiting. They're standing still for God. And God speaks and basically says, you're not gonna have to fight. I'm gonna take care of this. First of all, God said, don't be afraid. When you pray a breakthrough prayer, you will find God saying the same thing to you. God, this is my need. I don't, I don't see a way out. Where there's, this is a crisis. You just honestly, humbly tell him your need. And you'll hear him say back something like, don't be afraid. Or he'll say, I am the great I am, and I am with you. And he'll put a peace in your heart in place of fear. And when you should not have any peace due to the crisis you are facing, you will have peace. And that peace will surpass all comprehension. People looking at your crisis will not be able to believe how at peace you are and how in the world, facing what you're facing, how in the world can you be it so, so peaceful? And then he will fill your heart with this unspeakable peace. You know, when you lift your crisis to God and you wait on him and you listen for his instructions, he will say things like, don't be afraid. I am with you. It's okay. God will speak in a way that you can understand. And then he gives you that unspeakable peace that when you try to explain it to somebody else, there's just not enough of the right words. But it's there and it's real. I will never, ever forget when we were thinking of coming to this property and building this church here. Standing at the top corner here where our, our sign is, looking at this undeveloped piece of property and our church had raised, oh, I don't know, a hundred some thousand dollars to, to either buy the building we were in or, or buy this piece of property. And we felt God was, was certainly leading us here. But I was standing at the corner of the property up here and I was looking at this undeveloped piece of land full of rocks and weeds and dirt and, 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 and saying, God, in the pit of my stomach, I'm, I'm feeling fear because God we haven't even been given approval by the city to buy this place. And the city has demanded that we do a traffic study and an environmental impact study. And God, not everybody in the church knows this yet, but I've just spent $78,000 on that study and I don't know if we're gonna even get to buy this property. I don't even know if the city will let us build here. And my heart started to be filled with fear and all at once, God just washed over me. He said, don't be afraid. I am. I am. And from that moment, I had a peace that passed all understanding. No matter what the city said, I knew we were going to be here. And I knew what God had in store for us as a church family. And that peace just passed every obstacle and carried me through every obstacle that we went through to get here. I'll never forget, in the very same way, when the surgeons came out and said about Shirley. Robbie Kindorf was there. Sherry was there. She's got stage four lung cancer. I'll never forget, the fear began to wash over me. We went in and we told her what we had heard and it didn't matter to her. She's so drugged up. 
She didn't know what was happening. So she was at peace, but I wasn't at peace. And I drove home on the 241 to Corona, and uh, on the way, I was just praying my heart out. God said, don't be afraid. I am. And a peace washed over us, not only me, but over Shirley. We're now nine months into this stage four lung cancer journey. And look at her. Amen? God is doing some awesome stuff. And we know it's not over, and we know that we're not sure how the journey's going to end and all of that kind of stuff, but we all know we got to go some way someday, amen? And I, I keep joking with Shirley, and we joke with other people that with all the prayers she's getting, she's going to get healed, and I'm going to die of a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go. We know, none of us know how we're going to get out of this place, but what I do know, and I do want to share with you, We've been given a peace that passes all understanding. We've been given a strength and a peace far beyond our own to continue to, to walk this journey together and to continue to minister to you. And so we want you to know we're not faking it. We're not putting on a face. You're, what you're seeing is a face of God. Amen? Amen? You're seeing God's working in us. Let's just praise him. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God said to them, don't be afraid. And then he said, it's not your battle. The battle's not yours. It's mine, says God. Do you, know, do you want to know why maybe you feel tired all the time or frustrated all the time or, or worn out all the time? Maybe it's because you're trying to fight battles that belong to God. Those battles that God will fight for you. But they're big battles and they're God-sized battles and he wants to fight them for you. The battles of life are not yours, they're God's. He's your father, and like a loving father, he wants to help you break through those crises. He wants to help fight those battles for you. Would you let God do that? Let him fight for you. He said, don't be afraid, it's not your battle. And then he said this, stand. He said to the Israelites, just stand. And they're saying, what? <laughs> Nations are coming with, with swords and weapons. Stand? Stay here? Yes. Stand and watch God fight for you. Over the years, I've watched so many people miss what God was willing to do for them because they were not willing to stand and let God fight for them. They felt like they had to run off and do something. They had to, they had to run from their crisis and do something severe to solve their crisis. Therefore, I've watched family after family move to other cities, to other states, to change their financial status, which meant that they moved away from their family, they moved away from their church family, they moved away from ministries they were involved in. And I'm here to tell you that in so many of those cases, I've gotten a call or a letter just a few months later saying, we never should have left our church family, we never should have left what we were, we ran. And we never should have done it. We needed to just stand and trust God. Folks, God said to them, don't be afraid. It's not your battle. I'll fight for you. Just stand. And then God said, wait and watch. Wait and watch. So when a crisis hits, we always think we've got to run off and do something to solve it. And as you listen to God's instructions, he may tell you something to do. 
He may give you wisdom and tell you something to do. But when this king was hit with his crisis, God says you won't even have to move a muscle. You won't have to lift a finger to fight this battle. Just stand, just wait, and watch your God deliver you. Listen close. It is never God's will for you to run from a difficult situation. We go to college, we get degrees, we go to experts, we get counsel, and we try to solve all of our own situations. We need to learn to run to God, amen? And listen to God's instructions. We need to learn to stand and wait on His instructions and let God deliver us. So when you're praying a breakthrough prayer, the next thing you do is you listen for God's instructions. And then next, thank God in advance for helping you. Thank Him in advance for helping you. This event in history illustrates the power of thanking God in advance before you ever get your answer that you want from your breakthrough prayer. Now notice this unusual battle strategy. This, I mean, if this strategy was given to some of our army leaders, our navy leaders, captains and generals and colonels, they would say, what? Listen to this. Look at this strategy. Then the king appointed musicians and singers in choir robes to march in front of the army and loudly praise and thank the Lord. And this is what they sang. We thank God. His love never quits. Is that, an, is that a military strategy? <laughs> Can you imagine that scene? So the king is saying, okay, we've got three nations coming against us. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Musicians, singers, worship team, you stand in front. Line up. I order you. Line up. Now march to the battlefield. So that's me, like me saying to Kim, worship team, get in front. You lead us to the battlefield, march. And they're going, what? Kim's saying, I don't have anything but a microphone. <laughs> Drummer's saying, all I've got is a drumstick. And guitar player Randy, he's saying, all I, I've got a guitar. I know some people call a, a battle axe, but that's all I've got is a guitar. You're the pastor. You're the leader. You get in front. But they obeyed their king, and the musicians and singers marched in front of the army and led them all in loudly praising and thanking God for who he is and the victory that was coming, and they didn't yet have the victory. So notice the power of thanking God in advance. Take a look at this. At the moment, look at that word. At the moment they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to begin fighting among themselves, and they destroyed each other. We, we hate war, but that's pretty cool. Amen? God was fighting for them. They didn't lift a finger to end their crisis. They only lifted their voices in praise to their God in advance of God doing anything for them. They simply praised him, and the moment they began to praise him, he started fighting for them. If you don't remember anything else, remember that today. The moment you praise him, 
He begins fighting for you. So here's the question. Are you praising and thanking God for that breakthrough you need? If not, begin thanking Him and praising Him for what you are asking of Him before you ever get an answer from Him. You know, I know some people who uh, come late to church. And I'm not looking at anybody right now. (laughs) I know some people who come late to church just so that they can miss the music. Maybe they don't feel like they have a good singing voice or something like that. And, and they say, I want the meat of God's word. I want the message, not the music. And so some people come and they, they miss the music. And I'm saying, are you kidding me? I mean, if you want God to go to battle for you and to, to fight for you and to deliver you from your crisis, you'd better be willing to spend some time praising him and worshiping him. Amen. We ought to be out front with our worship as kings, the King Jehoshaphat's people were. We ought to be loudly praising and loudly thanking him for what he's about to do. So when you're praying a breakthrough prayer, thank God in advance for helping you. And then last this morning, and then watch God deliver you. Watch God give you that breakthrough. And watch God not only deliver you, but watch him also turn your battles into a blessing. Turn your battles into blessings. The Bible says this, when the army of Judah finally arrived at the battleground, look at this, the valley was covered with dead bodies as far as they could see. No one had survived. So they went out to gather the plunder And found huge amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables. More than they could carry back. In fact, there was so much loot, it took them three days to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered for a worship service in that valley, which they named the Valley of Baraka. Because the people had thanked and praised God there. Listen, God went ahead of them and fought their battle for them. And then God even blessed them with more loot than they could ever carry home. And the Bible goes on to say, then Jehoshaphat led his troops back to Jerusalem where they joyfully celebrated the great victory that God had given them. Listen, no matter what your crisis is, God is able and willing to deliver you. He loves you that much. He's willing and able to give a victory to you. And the Bible goes on and says this. When the nations surrounding Israel heard how God had fought and defeated the enemies of his people, those nations were all afraid to attack. So Jehoshaphat enjoyed peace and security for the rest of his reign as king. When you're facing a crisis, when you need a breakthrough, there is a way to pray that will cause your God to intervene and help you. I want to encourage you to begin praying in a new way. Not just the normal stuff. God, I need strength. God, I need caffeine. God, I need green lights. Start praying like Jehoshaphat. Begin to focus on God. As you start praying, focus on his preeminence, his power, his promises. Tell God who you believe he is. Focus on God. Then ask him for help specifically and honestly and humbly. Then listen for his instructions. Then do what he tells you to do. But if it's just stand, just stand. 
And then thank God in advance for helping you. Begin praising him for the answer that's coming. God, I don't know the time. I don't know the way. I don't see the way. But God, I'm trusting you in advance. I praise you for the deliverance that's coming. And then watch your God deliver you. And all of God's people said, amen. Your God has a breakthrough for you. You may not be in a crisis this morning, but when that crisis comes, be ready to pray like this. Start learning to pray like this. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? As we close today, I just want to pray a blessing over you. And I want to encourage you to go home and begin to maybe pray this way. Use this outline and pray this way. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that in every person's heart and life right here this morning, as they go home and maybe begin to pray and tweak how they pray, Lord, that you'd bless them in their efforts. God, none of us are perfect. But Lord, as we seek you and try to pray breakthrough prayers, I pray, God, that you would just lead us and guide us, show us what we're to do, help us to praise you in advance in faith, and help us then to watch you deliver us. Lord, bless this church family as they leave this place, as they begin to pray in a new and a better way. Bless them. Show them how much you love them. I ask in Jesus' name.